Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So, let us begin. So we start off the 20 uh, with some classic Star Wars shots uh, from above after a wonderful crawl, probably the best crawl, uh, debatably the best crawl in all of Star Wars. Uh, but Luke Skywalker has vanished. Uh, the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire. Uh, <laughs> Leia has sent out her best pilot to go get a secret message. Most well, daring pilot. Her most daring pilot, that's right, to get a secret message as to the whereabouts of her brother because she believes that the Jedi can help return balance in order to the galaxy. Uh, we see this most daring pilot in a conversation with an old man in a hut, and the old man hands him a, a piece of information and says this will begin to make things right. They have a small conversation about Leia, and then all hell breaks loose as the First Order storms in and starts shooting people. It's very, very terroristy. Uh, stormtroopers are basically just like gutting this whole camp of people on Jakku. Uh, Kylo Ren marches down, has a bit of a chit-chat with Lor Santeca, who's the old man. Um, who kind of alludes to knowing some some stuff about Past. who Kylo Ren is, kind of implies that his family are people who we're going to be very familiar with. Um, he then kills Lor Santeca and uh, Oscar Isaac Poe, he, in that moment, in a fit of passion, gives himself away, tries to shoot uh, Kylo Ren, but ultimately is captured and taken aboard to be interrogated on the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker. Yes, and right before he uh, sends off the message, uh, sorry, right before he shoots Kylo Ren and doesn't isn't successful, he sends BB-8 off with that message, the one that Laura Santeca gave him. That's what Kylo wants. Ultimately, through interrogating him, Kylo realizes that it's in a BB unit droid. Right. Uh, all the while, we go back to Jakku, and then there's this scavenger who's inside like a big ship, and we realize it's a crash Star Destroyer. Uh, she doesn't say a whole lot. She's very, very, very poor, but is clearly making do on the remnants of the Empire and just scavenging to stay alive. Uh, she meets uh, BB-8, who is just kind of wandering around, is being captured by a junk trader. Uh, they kind of form a somewhat reluctance, okay, yeah, come along, you can tag along with me. Uh, and Ray is offered a lot of portions, essentially food helpings, to trade over BB-8 to Unkar Plutt, who is essentially her uh, her Watto in this scenario, her junk trader, the person she has to go to to eat. And also because there's already the word out there that the First Order is looking for a BB-8 droid much like this one. And, and the only other thing we should say is that while all this is happening... Uh, there is a stormtrooper named FN21817, 2187, who is experiencing some kind of existential crises. He's basically mm -hmm. deciding through his agency that he doesn't want to be a part of the mandate of this mission. Uh, and so in order to get away, he breaks Poe free and they steal a TIE fighter and uh, R-20 ends with them kind of making a, a breakaway and a little bit clumsily so. Yes, we realize Finn doesn't have a real name. His name is FN2187, and so Poe decides, okay, well, we'll call you Finn, and then as the very end of the 20. Right. Um, so a lot happens in this 20. Well, and I'm really... starting out. It's great. I find it interesting that you said it is perhaps the best 20. What do you... How do you characterize best? Because I think... Best 20? Best crawl. That's. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. The, the crawl... Uh, is the writing is really good just it's like excellent just like in terms of literature it's yep. just really good writing and it's also it's it's multifaceted i think that the opening line of luke skywalker has vanished is is perfectly tonally serialized sounding it's like this week on star wars absolutely it's got it's got Which a, is what george lucas wanted I, and i think that's really perfect um 
I I had a confusion when I first saw this movie that I'm still reminded of every time I watch this movie, which is when they allude to General Organa's um, most daring pilot. Are we let? Are we supposed to assume that that's Han Solo? Because I did, and I oh I th- I think that's probably what they expect you'll think when they say that. Oh, that is I I, I never thought that no, and obviously they mean Poe Dameron, but like I I, I guess I just assumed poe from seeing that he was in x-wings in the promo materials okay i i I just i didn't think han solo because to me i just find that leia and han are indelibly connected and because he's a daring pilot it's it seems obvious and we knew he was going to be in this movie yeah we didn't know at this point that they were estranged no i guess it's uh i don't know maybe i thought that for a quick moment when i first saw it in the theaters but i don't recall it being that way the reason why i like this it's it doesn't have a bunch of over-the-top superfluous language that doesn't mean dick you Uh, mean like in the last jedi which is really fluffy is a is a a shite crawl yeah uh and then there's a couple other ones like uh revenge of the sith there are heroes on both sides um we like obviously a new hope that is an incredible crawl um and i mean really the entire original trilogy but there's something specifically about Luke Skywalker has vanished. Yeah. That it just sets up the entire tone of the galaxy. It does. It is not the happy, uh, everybody's dancing around with the Ewoks that we left off at. Yep. Shit has hit the fan, and the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Luke Skywalker, is gone. Not just that, I think a lot of people forget, and I forget often, that this crawl specifically, explicitly calls him the last Jedi. Yes. And that's cool because there no, was all cool. this discussion when they decided to call the the eighth installment uh, the Last Jedi. People are like, "Oh, what does that mean? Who's the Last Jedi?" It, it was, was always there in front of you. It was always Luke. Yes. Bring the mic a little closer to you. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Um, and even Snoke talks about the Force Awakening as well. And so a lot of people right. thought the Rise of people thought before the name the Rise of Skywalker came out uh, that it would be a line from the movies. Sorry, from the Force Awakens, and it was. Right. It's not directly, but. The, the new Jedi will rise if Skywalker were to... Like, so, like, even the rise of Skywalker is still kind of mentioned in this The Force Awakens. Yeah, we expect it to be way more symbolic and archaic and, like, it's really... It's it's just a serial installment and, yeah. like, it doesn't so much matter what the name is. There are two things, though, that I really, really, really like as a bit of a poke at all of Star Wars, but in the same way, it's really good and you mean in this 20 or in the yes, crawl? Yes, in this 20. But also Can I guess in, one of them? I know you know one of them, and it is... My, my guess is, uh, look how old you've become. Look how old you've become. Oh, God, no. I don't know why. Why is that? It's just like, it's been all, it's been so many years, and we're back. Oh, and that's... It's, it's like Kylo Ren turn, looking at all of us who've been in this for decades. Look how old you've become. I think it's awesome. I think that's awesome, but that's not at all the one I was referring to. Okay. The two I'm referring to are... This will begin to make things right. Cool. Yeah. The first line in The Force Awakens after everybody hated the prequels. Yeah. And that was because at this time, the the renaissance of love for the prequels that people of our short generation have. Yeah. Like, sorry, our love of the prequels. It's a bit of a renaissance for other people because people didn't grow up with them. We grew up with almost an original six. And that's why it gives us a little bit of an extra love for the prequels that right. certain people wouldn't necessarily right, have. Right, but it's also still kind of a hot take to yep. even say that you like the prequels. Yes, it is. And so that's why this will begin to make things right seems like a great one. But also Luke Skywalker has vanished. Sure. This is like the Star Wars from 1977 is gone, people. Yeah, that's true. We are adapting. We are moving forward. Right. Let it go. Right. Yes. This movie is a love letter to A New Hope. We all know that in the end. But things need to move on. 
you need to start this next chapter. And by Luke not being there, I think it's really important. Right, but I think that Should've it's... Should have came in a little earlier. I don't think it's enough to say that it's a love letter to uh, A New Hope. It's I, a love letter I, to Star Wars. I, I, yes, it is. And I, I love this movie. Um, and I think they did it very well. But I, I think that it is a justified, if not criticism, observation that this movie narratively really mirrors a new hope and if and if that's not what you wanted to see it's okay that you're angry about it in this movie but what i would say to you is that this is an epic opera that we've been telling for going on 50 years yep. and when you listen to american pie verse one mm -hmm. and verse three are structured the same mm -hmm. but the lyrics are different and in the end you've got a full song yeah and this is very much like that 100 percent you need to have your verses repeat yeah. or your choruses repeat. And so the fact that we're hiding the secret data inside a droid, mm -hmm. and then we've also got this kid who's basically alone on a desert planet who discovers that they're the chosen one. Yeah. And then there's a connection. There's perhaps. a Watto type character. There's, that's right. So it's, it's okay that we are re rehashing some of these things because it wasn't even really new with A New Hope. But yeah, that's the, thing. That's the way all these Star Wars movies go. There needs to be that you know mirroring as they go and yes some people may have criticism with it and there are certain points i mean it's tough because the desert planet side of things like i think this entry scene is has nothing to do with the fact that it's a desert planet or that that's star wars reminiscent no this introductory scene is in relation to iraq and afghanistan okay it is just a depiction of the current level of modern warfare, the yeah. same way Star Wars has always sure. been. Whereas you have essentially a terrorist group attacking an innocent town in the middle of nowhere that's sandy and deserted. It's yeah. very much the big bad Americans coming in um, or however you want to go about it. And so right. I think that's really interesting. But because of there's a, there's a lot of things that history repeats itself on. And so in order to have the mirrored in the sense that Star Wars The Force Awakens so is culturally relevant. Yeah. It's mirroring reality, which is also mirroring itself. So right. I find it a really hard thing, whereas like, no matter how you look at it, you can look at it at mirroring the times or mirroring the saga. History repeats itself either way. So no matter what, you're just continuing the story. So as long as we're there, we might as well try and stick to the chronology as well as sure. we can. Is it not remarkable how little speculating there's been done about Lor Santeca's involvement? It's remarkable. It's it's mind so, blows he, my mind. He is so full of questions. Like the, the, there's he's nothing but a big unanswered question, and nobody seems to want to know who he is. I just want to do a couple of his lines first, okay, and, and some of the exchanges. So Lor Santeca, this will begin to make things right. I've traveled too far and seen too much to ignore the despair in this galaxy. Without the Jedi. There can be no balance in the Force. A great line because that right there also harkening back to many of the arguments about balance in the Force and what it means. Well, I wanted to I wanted to scrutinize that line in particular sure. because do do we agree that without the Jedi there can't be balance in the Force? Because that's not how Luke feels these days. That isn't how Luke feels these days, and that's why he's going against Luke and giving okay. up Luke's location. That's right. Okay. He's he's like we were wrong. Laura Santeca is Luke's. He's like Luke's sidekick. Yes. He's his. Okay. He's almost like his esquire, you could say. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's, it's something where there's very, very little known about him. There's very, very little that's canon about him. But he is one of the leaders of the Church of the Force in the sense that he was somebody who kept the knowledge of the Force and the Jedi alive when there were no Force and Jedi known. Right. He's not a Force user, but he believes heavily in the Force. Right. And he is... he. he has mapped out the galaxy and collecting artifacts. And he was very much someone who helped Luke in that regard. And so he would have a very long standing relationship with Kylo Ren. 
They would well, have, he well, would have clearly. Known, but he would have known Ben as a young child. He's, he openly says that yes. to Kylo Ren. I know where you come from before you called yourself Kylo Ren. The map to Skywalker. We know you found it. And now you're going to give it to the First Order. The First Order rose from the dark side. You did not. I'll show you the dark side. You may try. But you cannot deny the truth. That is your family. It begs the question, where was he through everything else we've seen before? Because the cheekiest line he has in his entire existence in this, in his short life in this movie, is uh, general to me, she's royalty. Yes. And that harkens way back, man. Yes. Way back. It it's, all, it's also kind of a problematic reference because the fact that she was ever a princess is a complicated thing. It is, but she's, yeah, she is a princess. She, well, it's, but it's also him saying to us, she's, she's always going to be Princess Leia to us, even though she was only a princess in like one movie. You know what I mean? I guess, but she was Princess Leia for the entire rebellion. And that's who she is culturally. Yeah. And yeah. so I, it just goes to show that also that his age and that he's been around uh, and that he's supposed to be in this inner circle. I think that's kind of all I get from that. But who is he to Mon Mothma? Or who is he to... Oh, nobody at all. He's got nothing to do with the, with the Republic. He's got nothing to do with politics. He is purely a man of... Do you think force. he's strictly post-Return of the Jedi? Because he's an old dude. Well, no. What do you mean? Like, where was he during all that? What was he doing? The, you cannot... Like, he was underground. Yeah. Because if if anybody knew that he believed in the Force or that he was teaching people about the Force, the Emperor would have sent Vader to slaughter him. Okay, then I want to know, does, did he ever know Obi-Wan? Like... Uh, maybe. Th well, I want to know that. he's Rey's Obi-Wan. Right. There's no way he wasn't put there to look out for her. Yeah, oh, I love that. There's no way uh, he wasn't raised Obi Wan. I love in a that. Remote village okay. nearby. Okay, if that's true, then we have already not copied the movie, right? Yes. By killing him right away yes. before he's even. Before, we don't well, even know if she knows him. Maybe she does. Although, know. let's face it, that's a good point. We yeah. have no idea if they know each other. Yeah. That is cool. I never thought about that. Right. Because I, mean, I was just assumed that even if they did know each other, like he's just crazy. The guy from up the road. Well, or maybe she doesn't know him as uh, Lord Santeca. Maybe she knows him as Terrence Santeca. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Benjamin Santeca. Yeah. I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it's any relation to old... Yeah. Oh, Lord Santeca. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, but, you know, he's got a couple other good lines. They, Lawrence. Maybe yes, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, but the exchange, the exchange with him and Kylo is, uh, look how old you've become. Something far worse has happened to you. Uh, you know what I've come for. Uh, the map to Skywalker, we know you found it, and now you're going to give it to the First Order. The First Order arose from the dark side. You did not. Right. I'll show you the dark side. <laughs> you may try, but you cannot deny the truth about your family. Right. You're so right. And slices him. Because the truth about his family is that he is the grandson of Darth Vader. Yeah, that's right. That's what he wants to be. Yes. And so uh, when somebody brings up his family, okay, I'm going to end this conversation right now because the way I see this is... You want to talk about dad and mom? Right. I do not. How do you interpret that the first time you see it, though? Because we didn't know... We don't going, know he's been. We didn't so know long. going into this movie that he was going to be a bloodline character. We pretty much know there that he is. Do we? Kind of. I mean, we know that he's going to matter to one of the big three, but right? Also, like, your family? Like, who who is this guy? He's got to be somebody. You might think he's Luke's family, though. Which, oh, which he is, but 100%. I mean... 100%. Like, that's, yeah. that's the kind of thing. Like, at this point, you don't know for sure if he's Han and Leia's kid or if he's luke's kid or if there's some other like he's a luke's padawan maybe and there's not necessarily a familial but who knows like there's 
Right. There's a lot of things that it could be still at this point, uh, but there is some drawing that we do have to go upon it. One of the things that won the 20 is using the force to stop a blaster shot. Hell yes, it is. Oh, it's so cool. Yes. It was, that was mind melting. It was like, I oh, didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. You could do that. I know. You wouldn't think. Yeah. Well, I really love that also uh, Star Wars theory uh, with his Vader fan film that he made. Right. He specifically was like, if Kylo Ren can stop a blaster bolt, granddad can stop a barrage. Yes. And so there's a scene, of course, in his little movie where he has like a yeah. thousand blaster bolts that Vader all has go just back. paused and just sends right back. It's really cool. It's like as badass it's as It's really gets. cool. I want to talk about Finn. Is Do other... Um, First Order troops have consciences. Are there other Finns out there? Yes. There has to be, right? Yes, there's absolutely other Finns out there. Uh, it's interesting because Poe kills his friend. Yeah? That's Poe who shoots him. Okay. Uh, but, like, it's Finn's realization that he's a stormtrooper. That could have just as easily been him. Right. It doesn't matter. And then when Kylo Ren says, kill them all, like, he just... He can't do it. He's got he's got no stomach for it. And yeah, that's true. It, it, it definitely is a great eye opening moment, and it's 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 nice that him and uh, I like the exchange between him and, him and Poe. I can fly anything. Why? Why are you helping me? Because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> you need a pilot. I need. A pilot. I need. A pilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not uh, just about that. I actually found it interesting when he comes back uh, and he's got his helmet off, and we know now that this guy is going to be one of our good guy characters, and he's we, struggling with this. We You're know able pretty to... early on, though, that one of the main characters is a stormtrooper. Sure, it was in the trailer. In the trailer. It's the first thing you see in the trailer. Yeah. But uh, you're able to distinguish him in that opening scene because he's the one with the bloody handprint. Yeah. Um, I do notice that he's also the like. It's not just the bloody handprint. He's the only one with dirty armor. Like when he's back and he's kind of getting scolded by Phasma, mm -hmm. he's the only one who for some reason is muddied. And I, I think that's just an artistic metaphor. I think that's just the symbolism. You could, but it also makes sense because stormtroopers are not bred to be compassionate. Right. And yet Finn went down on his hands and knees to help out a friend. Right. Whereas every other stormtrooper stands perfectly still, upright, in a firing line. Yeah. Slaughtering. Yeah. Whereas Finn is—he's literally getting on his hands and knees for a friend, and he gets covered in dirt that way. So I, I, even if that's just an artistic choice, I think it works. I really think Phasma should have just been a droid. I think she should have been a droid in charge of a unit, and she talks like one anyway. She does talk. She like didn't. A droid. She didn't need to be in this really sick uniform. Like it would have. It, it is just a tradition been in so Star much, Wars, though. It would have been so much more passing, I but guess. It's, it's a tradition in Star Wars to have cool characters, the like cool-looking characters that suck. That don't I guess. matter. I at guess, all. but you don't really think of them that way. No, that's true. And also, Phasma is apparently anyone who's read her book usually speaks very, like, usually speaks very highly of the character. That it's a very interesting character, very right. tormented. Uh, but at the same time, I agree. Phasma is a little lame as hell. And right. I was happy to see her go in the Last Jedi, and I'm thrilled she's not coming back to the Force Awakens. Another thing, and this transitions Sorry, to Rise of Skywalker. The another this transitions well to another thing that I think wins the twenty is Ray's theme. I think it's like an all. You were humming it before we hit record. Like yeah. it's. I think it's an all time Star Wars composition. It's my alarm clock, and it's it's such a lovely tune, and it's wonderful to know that John Williams is still such a genius. But specifically, Ray is like Daisy Ridley, and the character Ray is his muse. Yeah, he specifically will not let anybody compose music for the character of Ray. Wow. That's not him. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that's the reason why he had like it was the easiest sell in the world to get him back for the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. and the reason why he didn't care to do the offshoots. 
Oh, okay. Stacey Ridley wasn't in them. It's just playful, lovely it's little wonderful. melody. It's so, so I have good. it in here as a winner in my 22. So I love Ray. Obviously, I think she's a phenomenal. I think that Daisy is so good. Yeah. I love Ray. Incredible. Um, but the other big criticism of this movie is that Ray is just a little too good. And I don't entirely agree with that, but there there is some evidence to support such a theory. You mean too talented or too pure? No, talented. I like the fact that she speaks BB-8. Where do you come from? Classified, really. Me too. Big secret. It's interesting because, and we're going to talk more about theories and stuff a little bit later on, but it just aligns with more chosen one Anakin things. Yeah. Anakin could speak to Sebulba. Uh, Anakin built a droid. Anakin always had the relationship with R2. It just really really works and in fact luke could even speak r2 no he couldn't no, no but like anakin like he later could anakin kind of could from the like from the beginning like that's they, true they had that like he freaking they flew the nubu fighter and blew up that blockade thing right like from the get-go and Is so it, like it's just it works for somebody to have that skill set it fits mirroring Anakin's skill set. Honorable mention, uh, Ray's sled down the dune. Oh, yes. Very cool Very scene. cool. There's a great artistic moment when she's back uh, kind of at the, I don't know if it's Nima trading post or is what it's called? Yep. Nima outpost. Uh, Nima outpost. And she's like basically before she's taking her finds to mm. Uncarplot, uh, she's kind of scrubbing them down. Yeah. Uh, getting them up to presentation ready. And across the, the trough mm-hmm. is like a super old lady doing exactly the same thing as her. Yeah. And it's just basically like she just looks at her and it's almost the writing is on the wall. Like this is my entire existence. I'm going to be this for another 80 this years. This is me forever. And then you see her ticking off the lines on, on her wall. Right. Which yeah. is like, oh my God, how much longer? Exactly. Uh, but just, you were doing some winners of the 20s, so I'll throw out some of the other ones I have. Uh, the Crawl, uh, the design for BB-8 being so reminiscent of R2, but still being just creatively awesome. It's really great, yeah. Uh, the Flame Troopers, very, very cool. Uh, but just in general, uh, the First Order Troopers being a nice transition. The Stormtroopers are always, a, it's pretty hard to go. There's not many Stormtroopers that were a mistake. I think the original snow troopers are probably the stupidest looking ones. I loved I, them when I was a kid. I thought I, they, they were just so look cool. like KKK now in my opinion. Oh, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. I think they did a really great job redesigning yes. the standardized stormtrooper so that it, it still looks almost exactly the same, but just enough updated. So much more that, modern, but yeah. still very much similar. Just looks like a next generation of something else is perfect. But on that same line, Kylo Ren as well. The mask is so damn good. Yeah, it's great. It's just so menacing. The voice that goes along with it. Um, Adam Driver's performance, of course. I mean, we've said it before. It's, it, it's arguably one of the best academic performances in all of Star Wars is Kylo Ren. I think Kylo Ren and the Emperor are the only ones you can have the conversation about. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I, you could probably argue either one as number yeah, one. Yeah, the gold medal, yeah. Um, that beautiful shot of the Star Destroyer <laughs> just buried, and then like they pan out, and like that is incredible. But tell me why... Jakku. Like, what what happened that... Not just the Star Destroyer, because you can imagine something like that falling from the sky. But why is there an Imperial Walker, it, like, beached? To the Battle of Jakku. So the Battle of Jakku is the last stand of the Empire. Okay. And it's where they lost. It's where they have, they finally lost everything. Why there? I don't know. The Emperor specifically chose Jakku 
uh, as a testing facility. And that's Knowing where, that Ray was there? No, we'd have no idea. But specifically, there's a lot of things, and there's a lot of theories around Ray with that that have actually been potentially debunked recently. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit right now. Okay. Uh, so how it worked is Palpatine had a facility on Jakku where he was doing a lot of experiments, his observatory. And so a lot of people thought that potentially that was a clone facility Ray was made there or it was a facility where Ray was designed or whatnot or who knows what. Okay. Um, but there was released in one of the books that Ray was not born on Jakku. Right. Okay. That Ray was brought to Jakku, an unknown world, as a young child. Yeah, I think I kind of figured that. A lot of people figured that. Yeah. But it does debunk any theory that has her coming from Jakku and the importance of it. Right. And so it's this place that's very similar to Tatooine in that it's totally out of the way. Yeah. It's completely, like the Emperor, people would ignore it. But also specifically, it's on the Outer Rim, which means it's potentially close to the unknown regions of the galaxy. Yeah. So there could be some links there as to why the Emperor, the Emperor's fleet, it may not be that far. It's largely uninhabited, too. It's uninhabited. And so there's a lot of experiments that were done there. And so that's the reason as to why it was kind of the final battle place for the Empire and where they, they lost. And there was a whole slew of things. Like, for example, that Star Destroyer. I've read about the crash. Okay, cool. And that's really cool. Yeah. Through some of the books. And so... Like, it's an amazing uh, ruin. Oh, it's so cool. And then the AT-AT as well. Uh, but it explains why there's these specifically a lot of um, original trilogy seeming um, war remnants. Right. Is because it takes place just a couple years after. And it is really kind of the final push of the Empire to be like... No, we're still in charge. Yeah. yeah, we're still in charge. I prom Oh, crap. Well, I mean, we're going to see the beached Death Star in Episode Nine. Yeah. Do we know where? Uh, it's, it, well, I mean, everybody like, kind of pondered and, and hummed and hawed, and nobody really knew. And then eventually just sane heads prevailed, and nobody's talking about it anymore because it's definitely the moon of Endor. It's the forest moon of Endor. Okay, right. Yeah. It has to be. It makes okay. no sense to be the first Death Star. It has to be the second one. Endor is a gas giant. Why are we going to a different moon of Endor? Just go back to the one we know and love. Sure. It doesn't okay. make any sense to be anything else. Yeah. And I also we right. know Endor we saw has water. What about Naboo? What about it? What if it's on Naboo? That'd be really stupid. I don't know. Like, it would just be nice if we went back to Naboo. I, I, think, I think it would be great if we went back to Naboo. And I think that we're going to see... So it's just like it was once this like really prominent central place in the galaxy that nobody talks about anymore. I think... Yeah, but it's at the same time, Palpatine wanted it that way a little bit. I guess. And uh, it also doesn't really matter. It's not that influential of a planet. There's a reason as to why it was able to get taken over by the Trade Federation. Um, and I, it would be nice to have things go back to Naboo. My guess is the only vision of Naboo we're going to see will be in the flash fights when right. we potentially get them walking across the the balance area where Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul fought. Oh, that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. Is there not going to be any... Is there no, like, governing entity still existing within Naboo? I mean, I know that that what Queen Amidala was was taken over by Palpatine. No. So how it worked was actually the queen is a, is a royal position, and there's also your senator. And so right. the queen... There was always queens. They continued to... So to, there's still a queen of, yep. of Naboo. Yep. But okay. suppressed immensely and control. Obviously, the senator of Naboo would have been insanely corrupt. Uh, and so it's it's an incredibly corrupt galaxy. And eventually what they decide to do is they decentralize things a little bit uh, and they relocate. And so Hosnian Prime is at the time of The Force Awakens, 
the coruscant of the galaxy okay and so it's operating as kind of the capital state uh and the hosnian system is what the first order blows up oh right yeah so it's like them annihilating washington dc yeah the whole dc okay uh, and so like there's not a there's nothing left right and so there's no even remnants of like much to go off of and so the galaxy is in mega chaos and so we have a lot that we so have, to speak well, we have no idea what's going on because the last jedi is it just takes place a few minutes after the force awakens so the repercussions of this on the entire galaxy we have no sweet clue on right and so the star killer base like who knows what that was preemptive for maybe that was the emperor's plan all along maybe star killer pace was part of it just to wipe out the hosnian system to create enough chaos in the galaxy for him to slide in under an unstable ruler yeah there's so many different things that oh, could be it. in that regard you're right it's so rich what else is there in this 20 uh well let's talk about the finn poe bromance which is obviously very charming and I, have we had a friendship quite like finn and poe's in star wars up to now like obviously they're like Luke and Han love each other, but like that would that took a while, mm. and like they had to earn that friendship together. Yeah. Whereas these two immediately they they were just like love at first sight. And I don't know if we've ever had a relationship like that in Star Wars. In fact, the best of friends bicker like old married couples in Star Wars almost exclusively. Yeah. Like like Ray and Finn, three PO and R two, Han and Luke, all of the best of friends in Star Wars squabble, and these two Jar-Jar never when do. He joins. Yes. Even That's... even Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Yeah. Are often at odds. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's because they want to show that Finn has a lot more in common with the Resistance and that he's... Right. It's, I think Poe is an extreme as well. Right. Poe is the mindset that we all think we would have. Yes. He's insanely And Finn virtuous. is the mindset that we have. Yeah, they're, but they're both incredibly virtuous in different ways. Yeah, but also, like, even the conversation, like... Oh, because it's the right thing to do. You yeah. need a pilot. I yeah. need a pilot. Right. Like, we are Finn. We want to be Poe. Sure. And so it's kind of interesting because they're like kind of getting on that rapport. And then Finn wears Poe's jacket. Finn wants to be Poe too. Exactly. And yeah. so like he's like, oh, this is way better. I'm not a yeah. stormtrooper. I'm like, like, this is, I'm part of something bigger. I'm it's part good. of something as opposed to just being disposable to something. It's going to really hurt when, when one of them dies. When Finn watches Poe die. Yeah. If he does. Yeah, that would that would that that'll really hurt. Yep, absolutely. Because it would be him. He would be the one. Yeah. Uh, I do have a take back though. As much as the interactions with him between them are great. Hey, what's your name? FN two one eight seven. F. What? That's the only name they ever gave me. Well, I ain't using it. FN, huh? Finn. I'm gonna call you Finn. Is that all right? Finn. Yeah. Finn. I like that. I like that. I'm Poe. Poe Dameron. Good to meet you, Poe. Good to meet you, too, Finn. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. There's a couple, like, and also the way he, like, there's a couple horribly acted lines by Oscar Isaac. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Like, his first couple lines, everything he says to Laura Santeca, like, there are some... Who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? That's good. I think it's okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. But other than that one, and when he gets, obviously, on the ship... Um, but there are some bad lines he has in there. I don't there. think the acting is bad, but I don't think that's good writing. And, no. and, sir, and I think like just naming him Finn at all is like, it's such a millennial name. And like, it's the way they decide just like pulled it out of thin uh, air. It's, it's reminiscent, honestly, of Darth Vader. Here's your first baby, Luke. Here's oh, yeah. your second baby, Leia. I saw it as more. And for here's <laughs> That's so Darth. good. Vader. that's so good <laughs> that's you. so good um yeah it's it's just like you should have given us something 
Um, and I, I, I get that Finn comes from FN, and it happens to be that Finn is like a quirky name. You and give. 2187 is a classic Star Wars number. It is, but that's Leia also Cell. that's also just a... Oh, of course. It doesn't matter. That's just an Easter egg. Um, what does FN mean? What division of the... I don't know. It must represent something. Uh, yeah, I would imagine, uh, but I believe there are other ones that are not FN. I, 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 I'm... I'm blanking on the names of other First Order troops. Yeah. But it's essentially just following the same, like, TK-421 and, like, same stuff that was the Empire's naming call, naming right. regimen for troopers. Let's go over a couple of quotes. Yeah, sure. Uh, we mentioned the general to me. She's royalty. That's okay. That's just kind of for us. It's for our benefit. Look how- I have it as the name of the episode, though, because it's just, to yeah. me, she's royalty. Or, though, we could also go with Kill Them All. Kill Them All is brutal. It's merciless uh the first order rose from the dark side you did not uh who talks first i talk first you know what i like i like when ray is meeting bba yes i have it here too and she says where are you from she goes classified really me too big, big secret. secret yeah <laughs> don't follow me town is that way no in the morning you go You're right welcome <laughs> right uh, i can fly anything i think i can fly anything is a good name for the episode actually um i've always wanted to fly one of these things in reference to the tie fighters that one i always liked because as a kid, I always thought the TIE Fighters were a million times cooler than X-Wings. They're pretty cool. Yeah. And so They're just so disposable. Like, we talked about how they're house flies. They are house flies. They are mega disposable. I had no idea we had the best pilot in the Resistance on board. Are you comfortable? Mm. I think that's kind of good. That is very condescending. Why are you helping me? Because it's the right thing to do. It's just very hard to understand you with all the talking to God. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, no, I think it's a lot really of people good. hated that. Like, like to be honest, a lot more people hated the general hugs. Yeah, and for good reason. You're right. They because started both movies back to back with the same kind of tongue in cheek, and one is way better than the other. Yeah. Uh, any other quotes? I really don't have too many. Mostly, it's just those interactions and the really long interaction between Kylo and Lor Santeca, it's which is my favorite part. Yeah, it's mostly really good writing. It's just not yeah. not that quotable. No, because it's just there's a shit ton of action. That's right. Okay, trivia. Yes, let's uh, do some trivia. My Padawan question, what is the name of the scavenger Ray rescues BB-8 from? Tito. It is Tito. That's right. He has no respect for anyone. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know one thing that's a great little um, Easter egg about Tito. Okay. Tito says uh, one line that is very, very famous from late night television. Um, Here's Johnny? No. <laughs> Specifically, uh, Conan asked JJ, can you put... Jub Jub. Jub Jub. In the movie. Yes, and he does. Tito says Jub Jub. Oh, he does. And so Conan was thrilled, of course. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So I thought that was a fun little Easter egg. Right. Uh, Padawan question What color stripe is on Poe's X Wing? Oh, shit. Orange? No. I knew you'd say that, though, because yeah. he drives, he has a black and orange one later in the movie. Yeah. It's white and blue. Oh, okay. Blue stripe. This is the one that they fire at that and they, they blow, blow it up. They blow the fuck up. Yeah. Right. They blow it up. Night question What three offers does Uncar Plutt make to Ray in this 20? Gives her three different offerings for oh exchanges. Uh, one quarter portion. Yep. For the first one, um, and then I think the second time she may is it one quarter portion again, and then she expects no. Last time was half a portion, or is it half a portion? Last the time second time, the second time it's a half portion. Last time it was a half each. Oh, a half each. Okay, and then the last one he's offers sixty portions for BB eight, which she obviously rejects. Well, after hugging. And yeah, that's right. She, that's so funny. It's cute when she like puts her arms up, like oh, all this food, and then no, she realizes like, this moral compromise there. That's right. Uh, where do Poe and Finn begin their unsanctioned departure? 
like what hanger? You got it. Yeah, I don't know. Guess. <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't know. You can guess, and you'll guess it pretty quick eventually. Like two one eight seven. No, but um, bay two. <laughs> bay two. <laughs> I figured, yeah, okay. You, you can guess that one pretty easily. All right. It is funny when they like try to, and, and it's changed. It's changed. That is, and good. of course it is. Yes. <laughs> like, that makes complete sense. I don't sense. know why I wouldn't have thought of that, but like that's, of course it is. Yes, but I also like the way they're able to free themselves out, and it's it's good. Master question: What is the make and model of Ray's speeder? Oh, great question. Um, I have no idea. It's a custom repulsor lift. Okay. But it's designed and built by Ray. Okay, Every she... part was scavenged and she built it, oh, which which I, I, I saved. I said a minute ago that I think that she's just a little too impressively capable. And I think this is a better demonstration of that even than her being able to speak droid. Yes, but I she see this just is built just, a car. I see it being Anakin just built a droid. <laughs> yeah, from a kit, probably. So who's to say she didn't find bits and pieces to make this logically put together? I kind of get the impression that like she just like designed a vehicle. Yeah, well, she's got a lot of time on her hands. I guess. I guess. And also, it's like it helps her job and all these things. I don't know. It makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, I have a handful of master questions, so I'm just gonna ask you one that I think you can get, okay. and then I'm gonna bring up the other two because they're more fun. Okay. Uh, so the first one is name four Easter eggs uh, that are associated with Ray. And her Easter eggs associated with Ray. Okay, she has uh, a rebel helmet. Mm-hmm. She. That's exactly the kind of thing I was going for. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, does she have like a little plush Luke? Yep. Is it Luke or is it just a, a, gen it's a pilot. generic pilot? Uh, I need four of them. Yep. Um. One of them's more obvious than you realize. And I mean, one of them's much harder than you realize. Probably. Okay. Something about the, the bread thing she makes? No, no, not so much. You mentioned one of them already before this. The speeder, the I don't I don't know. It's her home. Her house is what? She lives in an ATAT. Oh she does, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I guess she does. Yeah. I didn't realize that she lived in that necessarily. Yeah, she lives in the ATAT. Okay. Okay. I, I don't and know. One more? No. Her goggles. Okay. Her goggles are ripped out of the inside of a stormtrooper helmet. Oh, that's cool. They're the eyes of a stormtrooper helmet. That's really cool. Um, because she's super short for a stormtrooper. I also <laughs> thought when looking at that mask, that she, when you first see her uh, covered face, the eyes, the shape of the eyes, is quite. Even though it's not, it just reminded me of Leia. In disguise in Jabba's palace, it's the, the the mask is nothing like it, but just like the fact that like this this tiny little mm. the little little scrappy gal is like wearing this this protective shield. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I know it's Ray. I think it's m more so to sh to have her mirror Kylo. Okay, starting the movie out with a mask. Ugh, you're so smart. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably didn't come up with that. Someone no, else probably did. And I maybe just not. Heard it along the way. Yeah, but it's one. Of the, it makes a lot of sense. And Finn starts out wearing a helmet. Like our three main characters, if you look at it that way. Whereas That's we know true. who Poe is, but the other three have a lot to learn. Yep. And so it, it's it's a really cool way to kind of start. That's so true. Poe already knows who he is. Yeah, but the other three not. And then the Last Jedi is him learning a bit more. Yeah. 
Um, but then some people will be like, well, he learned it a really shitty lesson, but anyway. He did, but he's also kind of a he's also kind of a pain in the ass in The Last Jedi. He is a pain in the ass in The Last Jedi. Yeah. That's why The Last Jedi can be a pain in the ass. That's right. It, like that plot line is has some mega flaws. It does. It's it some does. great parts that people do criticize for stupid reasons. What else do you have for me for trivia? Uh, this is kind of some cool stuff. So uh, what does Ray tell BB-8 to look out for when she directs him to Nima Outpost? Uh, there's like a ridge. She Something is called a ridge. Stay off Kelvin Ridge. Right. Um, the sands. There's there's quicksand that you'll drown. Yes. Yeah. Nima Outpost is that way. Stay off Kelvin Ridge. Keep away from the sinking fields in the north. You'll drown in the sand. I wanted to specifically bring this one up because uh, stay off Kelvin Ridge. Right. Kelvin Ridge is the location of the small town of Tenal or Tunal or whatever it is, which is the town that's slaughtered in the first scene. Oh, wow. So she says, stay off Kelvin Ridge. BB-8 knows to stay off Kelvin Ridge already. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. But there's no uh, quicksand there. But I think it's interesting because she says, stay off Kelvin Ridge. And we just talked about, like, does she know Lor Santeca? If she does, she doesn't have a good view of what he is. She thinks he's a crazy man. Or she would never go there because it's dangerous. And that's why he's there. Yeah, maybe, and that's why it's able He's to hiding people from watch her. from afar because well, it's not. It's because it's the Church of the Force area, so it's right. it would be dangerous in that regard being associated with them. I mean, right. fuck, the First Order just came in and killed them all. That's, that's why right. it's dangerous. So, okay, uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing because I didn't know that until I did a little bit of research for this episode and just trying to figure. Out, I was like, okay, well, is there anything about this little village that we don't know? And then I noticed that it said it was located off Kelvin Ridge, and I was like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, That's really, really interesting. Yeah. I just think was when you think of like, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, where Obi-Wan is. Oh, I'm going to hate myself. He's for got like a it. cave up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the sea or something. Right. Doom. Oh, yeah. yeah it it's, is. It's pissing me off now. I can't remember it. Okay. Uh, anyway, you doesn't, know what I'm talking doesn't, about. Doesn't I do. But it just, it, it's reminiscent of that same sort of like descriptor of like this weird off put area. Just another little small mirror I noticed. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's those were the two little trivia things. Any other big observations about this twenty? I, I mean, I think we covered everything really, really thoroughly. I think we have. Yeah, I'm just gonna scroll through here to see if there's anything else. But for the most part, it was an enjoyable twenty. There's gonna be a lot more to come soon, which is like this twenty had a lot of setup, and so it wasn't it did. engaging in the sense you want to get through it. Because well, and it also it just showed us who people are on the surface, it, it, and specifically that's got implications with Kylo Ren because in our next 20 we'll learn very quickly he's not really as formidable as he as he no, boasts to be in exactly. this like he's going to throw a lot of tantrums in the next couple of 20s he's menacing as hell in this 20 yeah he's just evil and he's just like cold evil in this and he kind of handles himself pretty well yeah but in the next one he'll he'll flip out a bit oh absolutely uh just a couple other small things uh the steel pecker the buzzard looking oh yeah it, it's called a steel pecker essentially okay. it eat, it eats metal it's uh, J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg came up with it together. All right. That's yeah, fun. So that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's also, very the Flintstones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also one I wanted to mention that uh, apparently I've, I've never, I don't know Orabesh. I'm not that in, I, I don't know the, I don't know the alphanumerics. <laughs> not yet. Uh, but apparently the helmet Ray has, it says Ray on it. Oh, cool. So her name is not Ray. She was named Ray by herself. Because she found this. She named herself that. She doesn't have... Ray's not her name. Who is she? Well... So there's... She like, might not have a name. 
Yeah, she like, like very good chance she doesn't. But yeah. like it's one of those things where we have no idea who she is. She could be somebody very different than we always thought. And then when you think about Star Wars mirroring these plot lines, look at the Emperor. We knew him the entire time, but there was more than what he saw. Uh, Leia, we knew her the entire time, but we didn't realize she had the Force. Yeah, uh, she didn't realize she was Vader's daughter and Luke's sibling. Like all these things, like characters we know who we don't know. And we find out so much more about later on. And we always know Ray was going to be this. Yeah. But potentially even to a greater extent than we ever thought. So it's it's like, it's really interesting. Like she really is man with no name sort of. Yeah. Uh, alone in the desert. There. Yeah. It's interesting the way she like rejects BB-8's friendship. She's like, no, in the morning you're out of here. I don't want to be around you. And mm. like, it, it is a human instinct to survive. And that's mm -hmm. what she's learned how to do by herself. Yeah. It is also a human instinct to want to be companions with something. So it's interesting yeah. that she's such a hermit by nature. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... it's Although she's not because she really can't... She pretty easily is worn down by everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's interesting because she she's waiting for her family. Yeah. So it's almost like, oh, you, go away. I don't need uh, you. My family's My family's coming. on their way. Right. And it's yeah. almost like conceding. I think that's a little bit for her. Sure. Like, it's like if I, I'm giving into it, I'm letting myself believe they're not coming back oh, if yeah. I make friends. Yeah, you're right. And yep. so it's just, I think it's just a little bit more of that. And we realize pretty, not very far from now that nobody's coming back. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think that covers most things for the 20. Okay. Um, but uh, there's not much in news, but lots in the rumor verse and the theory verse and all of the above. Okay. Let's uh, get through it. Just a little bit of just canon news. Uh, Secrets of the Jedi. It's an honest firsthand telling from Luke about the history of the Jedi. Okay. And so it's a book that's coming out. It's got kind of a very detailed throughout the the full saga arc. And so we get to hear some stuff from Luke's perspective. My guess is it wouldn't be surprised if there was a few clever nuggets in there that were Rise of Skywalker related. Giancarlo Esposito. He is Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and Better Call Saul. Yeah. He is in The Mandalorian. Okay. And so he had some things to say. Uh, in a way, you might call him an underworld character. Uh, you would look at him as a savior, as someone who might bring back some sort of order to the world after it's all collapsed. Mm -hmm. uh, we have seen him in a shot of like a semi-trailer, like looking like himself. However, he also implied that he may not look like himself. Oh. So there's maybe a chance that he's maybe playing two characters maybe he's mo-capping one and he's doing another or maybe it was just an unfinished and they showed him as opposed to his alien version that could be so there's so many different things it could be but it's just interesting a little bit and also this is not star wars related but you will find this interesting and i want to bring it up because it's just pop cultural and comic booky okay giancarlo esposito is apparently rumored to be one of Marvel's first choices for Norman Osborn. Oh, and it's fucking perfect. That is cool. It is golden. I like it. And also, it. not just for a Spidey villain, the next major Avengers villain. All right. And he would do it justice. Yeah, okay. He would be incredible. I so like that. I think that's a really, really cool idea. Uh, but Giancarlo Esposito is one of the best actors working today. It'd be interesting to do Goblin again, though. I think they should. Again. I think it's... But Norman Osborn... Even on his, like, he's got a lot of layers. Anyway, that's, Star that's right. Spider-Man. You're right, you're right. Uh, I think that could be a very cool one. Okay. Uh, but he also talked about working on the volume, once again, giving it, like, that's the soundstage technology that Favreau's using. Oh, right. And so he just raved about that as well. So we are going to see a technical marvel without a doubt. Awesome. Alrighty, on to uh, rumors and insanity and everything under the sun that goes along with that. So we're talking about episode nine now. Episode nine, yeah. Okay. And so... 
a lot of things just have been circling in the news or just ideas, theories bouncing around. One that's been bouncing around a lot recently that I don't even want to give really much time to because it's stupid is that Rey is Shmi Skywalker. Okay. And that specifically the Emperor takes her back in time. Oh, I don't want it's not. They're not going to do time travel. No. no. Well, they created it through the world between worlds and it can work in this way. And the theory is that she goes back in time and has Kylo's kid, which is Anakin. Okay. Which is... That's the Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. Is the term. It's also a terrible, terrible idea because it means that what? Ray loses her ability to use the force and becomes a slave to yeah. Watto? Right. It's like, it's she a mind-bogglingly this... stupid theory. Yeah, that's not happening. No, there's no chance in the world, but it's gained a lot of smoke because It makes more sense that she's Anakin than Shmi. Yeah, it yeah. makes a ton of sense that she's Anakin. Right. Uh, or of the same ilk. Yeah. But uh, there's also, of course, the Kylo double agent one, which I think we chatted about maybe last time. Yep. Uh, and that's building up plenty of smoke. But there's a lot of fun things out there. And uh, Zori Bliss is one that I had some fun with. Okay. And so I'm going to start back a bit. I'm going to dial things back. And uh, remember how I was talking before about how in my hunt to discover more about those Rogue One files, I decided to just fucking go for it and have a lot of fun okay and trying to figure out what really all those could possibly mean what in there is a subtle leak for the rise of skywalker all right so we had learned about a navigational project uh there's a very good chance that that is the main early macguffin in the movie which is potential leak here uh is called the wayfinder okay and so a while back it was leaked or suspected that kylo would interact with this kind of spider-like creature who rests on a baby's head uh and like kind of it, it's 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 kind of a grotesque almost like harry potterish style thing okay and it's essentially a creature who has some form of ability that is telling kylo ren okay i have this wayfinder device and it's allowing him to find something it's a i guess kind of like almost like a force compass you could say okay uh, and so I think there's a decent chance that that is the navigational project that you could be working on, as that makes a lot of sense, to find certain parts of the unknown regions that Palpatine has stored his Sith fleet. Now, uh, this is the other major rumor, is that specifically these uh, Sith troopers are already in the unknown regions, and they've been there for 30 years. Okay. And they have been stuck. Okay. And that... Palpatine, like he left them there. He he left them there. Circa Return of the Jedi and, died. Yeah, and then they're waiting for him to come back. Okay, all right. And so they're just like out there in like the unknown clusterfuck. And Kylo realizes this and wants them. Yeah, and so he wants to. He wants them. I bad. like that. I like that. Now I have a theory that would be really, added to really... this, which I think is the stupidest thing that nobody has said yet. Okay, and it's ridiculous okay. because. Okay, how old are your fucking troopers going to be? Yep. They're not just troopers. They're Kylo's clone army that he's wanted. He says specifically in the next 20, should we do another clone army? Yeah. He finds out the Emperor already did another clone army. Right. These Sith troopers are clones. There is no way they're not. When you look at them, the helmets are split down the center like the clone trooper helmets. Where did they come from? What does Star Wars do? It mirrors. What happened in Attack of the Clones? A random 200,000 stormtroopers who were clones were made in a factory and boom, changed the war like that. That's exactly what is going to be happening oh, right wow. here. So these are going to be clones. I have no doubt about it in my mind, but who are the they clones of? The difference is uh, that ended with 
a sad destruction of all good. Yeah. And this hopefully won't end that way. No, it, it can't. But to a degree, they're going to, that, that's that, that Sith fleet exists. Yeah. Strip, like how else are they going to be wiped out? Uh, who's going to control them? What's going to be their purpose? Are they working for Palpatine? Uh, is the space battle going to be three-way? Is it going to be like First Order versus the Sith versus the Resistance? Right. Uh, is it going to be, let's take out the Sith first and then battle each other. Let's take out the First Order first and battle each other. Let's take out the Resistance first and battle each other. There's so many different things it could be. But I'm, I'm so confident they have to be clones because in order for them to be a remnant of the old Empire, which I think they are, uh, it just fits. And now, of course, the world beat me to it because we were away for a few weeks. But I went through scrolling through the concept art for The Force Awakens through the book I have. Uh, and I found this Star Destroyer, a red Star Destroyer Ooh. with a giant Death Star looking weapon in the center. Hmm. Exactly like the Legends uh, warship that was hinted at in the Rogue One listing Black Saber. So, in theory, one of those projects is the red Star Destroyer with a super weapon on it also loaded to the max with red Sith Troopers. So it's like a planet killer, but it can travel anywhere. A fast planet killer that's yeah. been roaming and, and potentially a fleet of planet killers. Like there's oh, like God. six of them or like yeah. a dozen of them, who knows? And these all have like a death, a smaller Death Star laser on them or a slightly more refined. Like right. it's, it's a cool looking picture. And then there's also some concept art of a similar-ish kind of like almost like a hammerhead star destroyer it's not red but it's also potentially rumored to be that same kind of ship in the sense of a death star's laser on a much more mobile uh ship and that could be the the super weapon-ish fleet that is the main kind of anti like antithesis for the um the resistance, the big thing that they're trying to knock down, what Poe's main mission will probably be. I love that. I, I think everything there is very compelling. Yes, I do too. I, I'm really excited about a lot of it. Some of the, like, it's just a lot of the things just line up too well. And I really think that makes a lot of sense. Um, some other fun ones were, and I said this one a while back and actually, no, let's stay on the Sith Troopers. Okay. Who the hell are they? Well, if not clones. But who are they clones of? Okay. Are they clones of... Ray? Are they clones made oh. from Luke's hand? Are they <laughs> No, I hope not. Are they Matt Smith? Yeah, that could be. Are they Carrie Russell? Okay. I think they are. Okay. I think Zori Bliss is the clone who escaped. Zori Bliss is Carrie Russell. Yes. Okay. I think that's my guess. She's the clone who escaped. And that that's who all the Sith troopers are, and that's why she knows information. Because I am Do you think I, she's a good guy? I think she's playing a good guy. I think she's the Emperor's hand. Okay. I said that like Mara Jade was the Emperor's hand. Yeah. And Mara Jade doesn't exist here. No. Mara but... Jade was, she did the Emperor's bidding and secret missions. It was a kind of a Sith assassin and eventually fell in love with Luke Skywalker after the Empire, after the Emperor died. And she was supposed to be conducting his missions. Kara Russell's a little young to have a love story with Luke Skywalker, who's dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. So yeah. I, the Mara Jade side of it's going to be removed. However, I do think the Emperor's hand side could remain. Sure. You know who's also kind of like the Emperor's hand? Or Maul's hand? Kira. Yeah. So they've already established this kind of... Hierarchy. Hierarchy. Yeah. And like having someone to do your bidding, a, like a powerful kind of assassin... Zori Bliss is head to toe in purple, which is Mara Jade's color. Oh, yeah. Her 
name on the casting sheet was Mara when they were doing casting calls. Oh, okay. It, like, there's got to be something that's a subtle consistency. I think, and obviously because it's been shown in the kind of shots, there's also a very common look between the ship that dropped Ray off and a ship approaching Kajimi. Okay. And Kajimi, we know, is where Zori Bliss is. And so a lot of people are... How do we know that? It's, that's the only shot we have of Zori Bliss is her on Kajimi. Okay. Uh, and so some people are associating that she was the one that dropped Ray off. Oh, and so that, in my opinion, works perfectly. Because if her mission as the Emperor's Hand was to do something with Ray, as opposed to falling in love with Luke Skywalker, she realizes, I can't do this to a small child. Right. And does, and like, gives up that way or changes things that way. And so she's in a mask because she's like public enemy number one yeah. to the first order in Sith. Yeah, she because, committed the ultimate treason. Yeah, yeah. And so potentially she was Ray's protector and like almost kind of handed it off to Lor Santeca in that way because she couldn't do it anymore. Right. Or she rescued Ray and like wiped her mind. Like maybe she's the one of Luke. Like there's a lot of things it could be, but I think the Emperor's hand one works well. Because it's also, like, I believe that she's probably uh, an answer to the Force in the same way Anakin was. Okay. In the sense she was probably created by the Force. And so, was she created to nobodies? Created by the Force and then cloned. Potentially. And so, there's a lot of different things in which you could do it. So, you could have it as the clone theory that she's brought back. And then, is it Ray who's the clone? Or is it Carrie Russell who's the clone? Uh, do you have, like, Ray specifically is just being born of the Force. And then she's born of these, like shit people but palpatine specifically had set out like okay these are like my these are the 10 most powerful uh the highest midi-chlorian count people in the galaxy go get me these 10 or something right. like that okay like, i don't know exactly what but i think there's ways in which it can work that everything that's been said is true and that like we obviously need to find out more about who ray is but i think zori is going to be part of that i also looked into what the name zori bliss means and Zori Bliss means as a name. Uh, let me find it here. According to what, like to Latin or to some Star Wars language? Uh, just in terms of language. Okay. So in term, I could not. I took a while to find any form of translation. Uh, translation that worked. Obviously, Bliss works. Uh, but the name Zori Bliss would generally mean like a, a beautiful, like a, a perfect dawn, a morning light. You know, like a ray of sunshine. Oh yeah. Okay. So it, it really just it works in a lot of ways, and then I just decided to have even more fun with it. And back to that um, Rogue One list, Pax Aurora. Yeah, the one I had no frigging clue what it could be. Right. You know what Pax Aurora also means? Morning light. Oh wow. So maybe the Emperor's Hand project was Carrie Russell called Pax Aurora. Zori Bliss did not complete her mission the way she was supposed to. Does someone else have this theory? Because you no, should... this is all me. This is great. Thanks. Put this out there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we are, but <laughs> yeah, I know we are. Our, our listener base of 20 people. Thank you all so much. Yeah, oh, you're the best. Yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of a, like, I was having fun connecting the dots. And it's so terrific. I, got, I got really deep into it. It's it was terrific. A lot, it was a lot of fun. Um, but even with that, uh, I don't know who the, the clone troopers could be per se, uh, but I, I think there's a chance it could be Kara Russell. And also, if you want to go all the way out there, she could also be Han's kid, for the, all that matters. Yeah. If, you, if you want to make Han and Kira have a kid and provide context there, it can't be Ray. She's too young, but Carrie Russell's the right age. Yeah, but I also hate that. Oh, I hate it too. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. But if there was a reason, 
if there was something that none of us picked up on that was essential okay in kira's character because a lot of people have tried to connect kira to ray in some way shape or form right and i think it's shite but i think the only logical one is that maybe okay i, I, guess. I agree it's stupid no it's, i think we want to move on from that movie solo solo yeah i mean so. I, i'm curious about kira too but like we do not need to weave her into the main story no i totally agree but so many people are just obsessed with doing so and I, yeah like in people wanting to bring the chiss into episode nine and no just do that in another means we have a lot of things we need to tie up in this movie right um but other than that i'm not sure if there's too too much to say just some fun kind of things along those lines oh and i did kind of map out where kind of what we know of probably the final arc and so like we're gonna have a space battle we're gonna have probably a land battle we're gonna have probably a resistance hq and then some form of sith jedi off yeah and so i was trying to figure out where everyone's gonna be okay just to kind of map it out in that regard and so if you're gonna have a land battle we're pretty confident that's probably gonna be like finn and jana we've seen them on the ore box and jana's people of sorts uh she's probably you know like her people are being oppressed by the first order and i think that one may mirror the kind of the final battle scene of the phantom menace okay on naboo where it's in a big field and it's just daytime it is war it's yep. daytime uh the kind of space battle just based on the fact that we're going up against super weapons we're probably gonna have all of our big players in the mix it's gonna be a lot of fun gonna be a lot of action a lot of explosions it's probably gonna be very reminiscent of return of the jedi mm -hmm. uh all of the original trilogy has the rebels operating from a land base communicating to their fleet it's a very simple way to put leia into the story uh, along with rose uh and dominic monhan who We've yeah. not seen any photos of except for one sticker of him in resistance uniform. We spend no time wondering about Hux or Rose. No time. No. Well, Hux, uh, whatever, think Allegiant General Pride, for example. Yeah. Richard E. Grant's character. Yep. Allegiant General Pride yep. is very clearly associated with someone specific. Yes. He is very much likely allegiant to the Emperor. Right. He is likely the one who is trying to bring the Sith fleet in and trying to get Hux who's trying to work with him to just overthrow this lunatic Ben Kylo whatever you want to call him uh, because this guy's an unstable moron yeah. and he's not serving the Emperor's mission and so that's probably where like he'll come in so I, I think Hux is going to kind of be blended into he's going to be a means to an end in some way yeah probably uh, or maybe I, he'll do something that squeals on Kylo oh Ren. I think there's a really good chance of that a yeah. really good chance whereas Rose and like we have no sweet clue she's there's one photo of her which looked like she was at an HQ that's the reason why I said that <laughs> okay um, and then you're going to have obviously your Kylo your Rey your Palpatine your Force Ghosts and your, maybe your Knights of Ren like I don't know how that's going to work but I was just kind of go through these and when you really think about it this movie, like, we don't really know where everybody's located, like, like what all these planets are. Like, are Finn and Jana on those Orbox on Wikipedia? It says it's on Pasana. Okay. And that does not look right because Pasana was desert and they're on the Orbox in a field and on a mountain. So Pasana is maybe a lot more than the eye sees or there's miscommunication there and they're hiding as to what planet they're on. Right. So maybe it is Naboo. Maybe so. Or maybe it's Endor again, or who knows what they're on. Or maybe it's a planet that is like doing some mega fan service, like it's Onderon or something, where like Sagarera comes from. Or like you do, well, to be honest, actually, Onderon would be a really cool one. Is that right? Because it was 
heavily oppressed during the Clone Wars. And it's one that we know of Sagarera. It's it's be a cool one to kind of tie things together. Okay. Um, but just as an overall, there's lots of good rumors out there. It's lots of fun. Uh, good to speculate responsibly, though. Okay, of course. That's always our mandate. Uh, a couple of birthday wishes. It was a bit of a Star Wars birthday drought, but it's okay because we've also been <laughs> on a hiatus. Uh, happy birthday Sunday, August 11th, which happens to be the day where we're recording this episode. Uh, Ian McDermott. Yeah. Happy birthday to Palpatine himself. Senate. Monday the 12th, happy birthday to Oliver Ford Davies, who played C.O. Bibble. Nice. And uh, next Monday the 19th, happy birthday to Ahmed Best. Ah. Uh, so we want to move on to Gotta Cast One. Go for it. So I wanted to honor your uh, your you. lamentations last time and pick somebody who is like a serious uh, contender in any kind of uh, acting. Could be in a Star Wars movie. Sure. I don't see why either one of these people couldn't be in a awesome. Star Wars movie. Having said that, uh, we actually have had a conversation, you and I, off microphone about one of these people already, and I didn't plan that. I had already kind of decided on who I wanted to pick. Um and I don't always want to pick two white guys, but I did this week. Mm. Um, two people who are not necessarily in any kind of relevant position right now culturally, but I, I guess are, are probably uh, contemporaries. Uh, and they also have in common that they're both really good character actors. Oh, I know exactly who these two are. In the position of, um, of movie stars. And uh, so you got to cast one. Is it going to be Joaquin Phoenix? Or Ethan Hawke. Not all. I was totally expecting you to say Brad, Brad Pitt Brad and Leo. Leo DiCaprio. No, they are very relevant right now. Yes. Joaquin. Be like, I don't want to cast either. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, we already did Brad Pitt, didn't we? I want to recast Leo as Anakin. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Ethan Hawke. That's really good. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix could play a, could play anything. That's the So thing. could Ethan Hawke. Well, yeah, that's true as well. Uh, Ethan Hawke. I I don't I don't know if I see either of them as a good guy. I see them both as villains, to be honest. Okay. Uh Joaquin Phoenix, I think he could bring a lot of quality to an alien in like conveying a pretty damn impressive performance. Uh I think with that you run the risk of having another um uh what's what's what uh, Benicio's name in Last Jedi? Oh, uh, uh, DJ? DJ. I think you run the risk of doing one of those if you have him play an alien. Just like this really inconsequential, like stupid character when, oh, when no, no, Joaquin's no. best at humanity at, at its most extreme. That's true. That is true. Uh, however, I could see Joaquin Phoenix as a terrifying, terrifying alien that is like, like not like someone that's very humanoid. Okay. But something that is conquering like a like a silent merciless conqueror right uh, but at the same time you're right he does do a good job of expressing humanity <laughs> however in the same way i don't know how you would place him I, I think you could maybe have him as a as a very tormented lost old Sith, yeah, Jedi, like someone who's converted over and become just beaten down, uh, or maybe not so much as like, he could have played. Who's, he could have played Sagarera really well. Yes, somebody who has been somebody who's abandoned order for chaos. Yeah, but has not necessarily been successful with it. Right. Whereas I think if he were to be like, I think he could pull off kind of his maniacal laughter better through an alien performance. Yeah. Than necessarily. Uh, 
I think I would just see it as Joaquin Phoenix, yep. unless he was doing something more subtle like a Saw Gerrera. Okay, but I'm always going to pick super famous people for this segment, so we can't always just rely no. on, I'm just going to be able to see that person. No, I know, that's fair. Uh, but to be honest, Ethan Hawke is kind of, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Ethan Hawke, because I... I'm super going with Ethan Hawke. As soon as I thought of Ethan Hawke, I was like, oh my god, I want him in Star Wars. And, to, to not not to, to torture opportunity to, to make a case, but nothing against Woody Harrelson. If that had been Ethan Hawke, I'd want way more Beckett. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. He would have been good in that role. Yeah. Uh, although Woody Harrelson's awesome. Sure. Uh, no, I think like that's why Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is hard. I just, I also don't, he would never in a million years want to do something like this. It's not generally you would, what you would associate with He's playing the Joker. Him. Yeah, that's true. Which is a character study. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas Ethan Hawke, I think, could probably be excited about something like that. Maybe, but he's also like an artiste. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. He's tough. I do think he would be somebody who is uh, screw loose. Yeah, uh, I, I see him as being not necessarily calculated in the same way, but a little bit more of a of a a hinged lunatic, someone who is destroying everything in his path. Uh, but from passion, from passion, yeah. But he's some, a lover in everything. Yes, but something that like he, there is no control. Right, there is nothing that pulls him back. Uh, he, I, I, I see it as just being like merciless. Um, if you're gonna go back to the old republic, you could make him like you could make him a Sith and just have his face just caved in on itself. Oh yeah, um, and just have him like laughing maniacally. I see like almost like the. To be honest, I kind of see like the Joker as a Star Wars villain, but as Ethan <laughs> Hawke, not okay. Joaquin Phoenix. All right, that's okay. kind of what I'm seeing. I don't see him as a villain necessarily. I see him as a morally compromised. Uh, middle of the road guy. In fact, I don't even see him as an, an organized character. I see him as like a Han Solo type. That's what I mean. I, I, I don't see him as being organized. I no. see him as being like, he may be part of something, but he's he's despite himself in that regard. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm definitely choosing Ethan Hawke. I think he's so good. And I, I'd like to see him in Star Wars. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think any form of rogue he could play, whether it's sure. good, bad, in the middle. Right. Okay, well, let us know uh, who do you who do you want to cast in Star Wars, Joaquin Phoenix or Ethan Hawke. You can let us know any thoughts you might have in the first twenty minutes of The Force Awakens or the upcoming theories we have for the the movie coming out this Christmas. Uh, any thoughts at all on Star Wars in general? Tweet us at Recorder Six Six or email Recorder Six Six Podcast at Gmail Rate and review on iTunes or your preferred podcast app. Uh, tell your friends, and until we're together again, may the Force be with you. Yeah.